This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hey y'all, so this is Dara, number one. Um, but what you're about to listen to, what you're about to listen to right now is, as you can tell by the title, I've called it Candid Conversations. And I reached out to the ladies, uh, some of the ladies of Suspenders Unbuttoned, Julie and Sarah. And I just wanted to literally, in the literal sense of the word, have a candid conversation with them. I had no questions prepared. <laughs> I just wanted to talk with them and we ended up having a really good conversation and I wanted to bring up something that we talked about with spring breakthrough here on Dear Hallmark and also so I picked their brain about podcasting what it's like podcasting in this Hallmark space specifically and then we got into talking about our favorite Hallmark movies actors things like that. But then um, we started talking about mahogany and I began to pick their brains as white women and as Hallmark viewers, what their perspective of mahogany is and what that looks like for them. And so it turned into a really interesting conversation. Um, and we ended up talking about Hallmark as a whole and the whole transition of leadership and everything. So it's a really, it's a really interesting conversation. Um, I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you're able to take something away from it. Um, if, if at all, anything, just like a deeper look into the ladies of suspenders and button. And for those of you who may not be aware of who they are, you now can be aware of who they are, um, and kind of where they came from what their vibe is, and so on and so forth. So the next voices you are going to hear are Minds with Julie and Sarah. So I hope you guys enjoy. Sarah and Julie, how are you guys Hi. doing? Well, we're actually really bummed right now. <laughs> I let's talk, like, let's talk about that. What the heck is going on? So our story is we came out of a fan account, which is a, a unique story. We were doing Instagram lives out of a fan account. And then we um, branched out into Suspenders and Button podcast, which is a broad podcast, actually more broad than some of those in this general genre. Mm -hmm. um, but our fan account where we've had a lot of fun and done a lot of charity things um, was taken down not once, but, but twice. That's wild. That's because I was looking at I was um looking up you guys on Sunday. I was like, wait, why isn't anything popping up? So I searched you guys and I was like, no, 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 no. It couldn't have happened that fast. But well, that was actually the second time that the backup account was taken down. What? And only did we really post it, original things too. So like I posted a clip of Kevin on our podcast. I sent I posted a clip that Kevin personally sent me. You know, right. so there because we were kind of being, you know, walking the line, we wanted to be really careful and make sure because we didn't know what was happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So really somebody is targeting us and it's not just us. It's um, a lot of these accounts that have anything to do with one calls the heart. So yeah. 
Which is unfortunate, especially when it's about to come back on for, is this season 10 it's going to be? Yep. The end of July, that's not a way to go into like a a decade's worth of work, you know, and fandom and stuff. That's not cool at all. Right. We're we're not a When Calls the Heart account either. Right. Right. It's a broad, broad account. Also, it's a, well, it's not a broad account. It's a Kevin McGarry fan account, Um, but it doesn't just focus on on uh when calls the heart and in fact we know he's got a christmas movie coming up whether it will air in july or at countdown we don't know so yeah well that's unfortunate i wish you were coming in under better circumstances <laughs> but the podcast has been busy well, and... the podcast is wonderful yes yeah. and that's how i knew you guys were being targeted because i'm like they didn't take down their podcast account but they took down the kevin mm-hmm. mcgarry censored stuff i was like yeah something in the water ain't clean and that's right, when yeah. i i was like okay <laughs> oh there's a lot in the water that ain't clean yeah um, yeah. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and you know we all wish that instagram would not give so much power to these reporting accounts where they make multiple accounts and report all report fa- whatever it is they're targeting and then right. Instagram just takes them down and it gives that reporting account way too much power um, and right. it's too bad especially so. because you know there's no human eyes looking at these reports it's all yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. I as soon as Facebook took over Instagram, I feel like that was the demise of Instagram personally because now there's like all these new features and it's now trying to um compete with TikTok which nobody asked it to do. We <laughs> like it to be like we like Instagram because it's Instagram and it's different and it had a a goal of being visually focused in terms of pictures and creating a whole story or whatever. And now it's just ugh. Like it gets on my nerves so much. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just kind of slowly been going. Yeah, taking these little steps down the hill, right? <laughs> yeah, when people are afraid to post because they're afraid they'll get taken down. There, there's a problem. Yeah, yeah. That's so we were in a group conversation where they're like, "I never felt like I was afraid to post until right. now." Right? You're just like that's, that's wild. That's that's yeah, wild. it gets you thinking. Like, if somebody's targeting us, like, are they going to target me personally? Right. Uh, things like that. So, anyway, always drama in that fandom, and <laughs> I'm glad to be on the outside of it. Maybe that's what well, Hallmark drama is for the network. You know, yeah. <laughs> the Hallmark fandom is great. Is amazing. Yeah. Um, spectacular. And we, of course, uh, have uh, wander in and out of the Schitt's Creek fandom and the Heartland fandom significantly weave into the Heartland fandom. All amazing. Recently uh, woven into the Netflix fandom and the Night Agent. Amazing. Even uh, people reaching out, writers, the et cetera, from that. And, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Only one fandom that has so much drama. Let's go back to I'll start with y'all's relationship first and then we'll tackle when the three of us kind of met. So Julie, you mentioned how y'all started in a fandom, a Kevin McGarry kind of fan account for Nathan, which was his character's name, is his character's name. Owen calls the heart um, and that's where Sarah and you met where who had the idea to start the Instagram lives that y'all 
started doing. So Sarah, that was you. <laughs> that was me. Yes. One day um, I just messaged the group. We had a small group chat. There were, there's five of us. Um, and I was like, Hey, here's the login. Here's the password. Here's our new Instagram account. <laughs> um, so we kind of just started that. And uh, mostly Julie and I um, kind of hit the ground running with that. Cause we both had that flexibility at the time to sort of get in there and post. And then mm-hmm. we would go live as a group. Um, usually three, three or four of us would go um, live after episodes, you know, it was a big season. It was the pandemic. It was, mm-hmm. um, there was the love triangle. So like, we just went on and the fandom kind of really split, but became really tight knit groups in a lot of ways. So it was just kind of to go on. It was like little therapy sessions and we would talk and interact with people. Um, you know how your Instagram lives are. You start to kind of get to know different yeah. people that, you know, hop, hop in regularly. Yeah. So we really just love that community aspect of it. And then that kind of, I think, helped us shape that account and then eventually helped us to decide hey let's start a podcast yeah and you know and we became quickly abroad so quickly kevin rolled out a bunch of new movies again too so right uh we were covering all things kevin so we uh and those associated with them certainly were big fans of kayla wallace's also and post some of those things so it was you know easy to cover after those movies but we quickly started talking um with those that that it was the podcast was a natural spinoff from that so yeah now what was the first non-kevin thing that you guys did where you're like hey let's stretch this thing out past kevin in terms of the podcast right so our first i think was gabrielle Gabriel. Oh, um, yeah. Yep. We were supposed to have Gabriel and Sarah from Rama Drama, the founders. Yeah. Um, Sarah got stuck on her plane and it was just Gabriel. And that kind of was the beginning of a friendship. Like I consider mm-hmm. Gabriel a friend now. Yeah. And that's funny. Yeah. That's the first interview I watched of you guys. And that was such a good interview. And that's what, um, that's how I became aware of you guys was from that interview. That's and so funny. It, it's such an inspiring like Gabrielle is such an inspiring yes. woman and so oh, I would absolutely. when I felt down and I felt like Ugh, and I, I just would I legit would listen to that interview and I'm like okay Gabrielle's a yeah. boss take, take us to church this. Gabrielle right. um, and the, the bigger thing we had a you know we had a big community that way but we were this was a, a different focus but many of the that community just really supported that and our podcast is a little different too we are conversation style podcast and we let our guests kind of we're prepared to follow along with them right Mm -hmm. so um it feels like i think people feel a little bit more like they're sitting at the table holding their coffee with us Mm -hmm. you know and so she 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 like jumped right into that and that fit really well with us and i think it really solidified how we would roll like this is us yeah that's what I was going to ask because that's something that you guys set out to do was to have it that style or was it that that's how it happened with Gabrielle and then you guys were like I think this is how it should work when we do other people after her so um, we, had done others. we had done others but she was like our second I think she was our second 
interview. Uh, was she? Yeah. <laughs> I think she's either our second or third. I'm like, where, where did we had Barbara Grigosevich and Gary uh, and I mean, like, pull it up. Uh, she <laughs> I know. The early ones. Like, was she before or after Paul Green? She was long before Paul Green, I think. Okay. Um, but we Mom, like we had decided to start up. <laughs> I know this hell happened really quickly. Also, really yeah. let's yeah. put it into perspective where we started it. Like, was it the beginning of November or end of October or something yeah. like that? And like, and then all of a sudden, Andrew Walker's texting me in Target to book a podcast. Like it happened fast where we were able to, you know, kind of get going and like get on a roll and, and start booking, you know, these big names and (laughs) these interesting people. But at the very beginning, uh, we, we even tried doing movie reviews. And I think after the first one, we are like, it's not us. No, we're just, (laughs) it's just not, it didn't fit. So yeah. by the time we got to Gabriel, it was like, this felt right. And then Julie and I had gotten like, we had kind of figured each other out too. And we just kind of didn't stop from there. I think yeah. the big thing for us is we come in over prepared. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it allows us to let the conversation just flow. Yeah. And so um, it's, it's maybe a little different. Uh, I don't mind doing a whole bunch of research uh, and I can do it quite quickly uh, because that's what I do for work. It's a lot easier to do arts and entertainment research than, you know, uh, you know, drug therapy research in an ICU <laughs> setting. So yeah. I can get through it a lot faster. Um, and we like being overprepared. Right. And then because we let them go, we always find out something unexpected. What's been the most mind-boggling thing you found out about one of your guests? You're like, Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What was it? What'd you find out? Um, All of a sudden he just dropped that he had um, drowned and Mm -hmm. brought back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we were like, wait a minute, hold on. Let's talk about that more. <laughs> and I uh, backed him up because clearly yeah. this is something I do in my life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, tell me more. It's like, were you a full arrest? And they, it's like, you know what they were doing? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Um, and then he retold that story then. He's like, people don't want to hear that. And I'm like, no, people want to hear that. Right. And then he retold it on Colin Egglesfield's uh, podcast also after mm-hmm. that. So, mm-hmm. Um. That's how he decided to become an actor. That's wild. Now I'm gonna ask you a question that should never be asked, but I don't <laughs> care. Um, Sarah, I want you to go first. Who was your favorite interview? Oh, this is hard. You know you can't answer this, but I, I will say, I feel I feel like because you guys have done a bajillion of them. Question. We've we've done a bajillion. And every bajillion. time we get off an interview with somebody, I'm Julie and I are always like, oh my goodness, they were like so lovely. <laughs> like somebody, they always always surprise us. Maybe obvious, and then say a different one. <laughs> yes, but I mean, our something that was really exciting when it happened was when Kevin agreed to come on our podcast for the first time, and that was yeah. like. That felt big because even though our podcast is separate than our fan account, he still knew who we were. So we were like, you know, we're not really fangirls. Like, so for him to agree to come on and chat with us, and then it's just like this big 
gab fashion, right? Like we just yeah. chat. Like it was not an it's interview. Not really not a podcast. Not. Anytime <laughs> Kevin comes on, it's not a podcast. It's, it's, it's a, just it's a whole different thing. I was gonna say it's just the girls talking, but you know, Kevin's not a. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just the girls talking. But I feel like you know, <laughs> like y'all just chit chat, and it is so cute. He out talks us, and it's spectacular, right? Like it's just like. And the very, I'm just going to say the very first one, like we were laughing so hard before we went live that we actually had to go live late. Catherine had to like rein us in and be like, are we going live? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But I think that was exciting because not only was it fun for us, but like the whole other crew, like our whole other community was so pumped for us and for them because they finally had like somebody kind of representing them interviewing him so it just was kind of I think Neil sent dropped a comment saying like this is your Super Bowl Mm -hmm. so it it, that was fun it it was a lot of fun but I can't pick a favorite in terms of right yeah I I was weird like I knew what I was asking Right. You were trying to get me to say that. I was. We come come from a Kevin McGarry fan account, and he has been incredibly gracious with us, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, He's been on multiple times. Uh, Him and Kayla have been on live together. Um, Kayla's been on multiple times. Uh, You know, they're, you know, it's just interesting, like, um, to, to build those relationships, and that's amazing. But I will say, we, the interviews we do, um, we, we love doing them and we love doing the variety of people that we've talked to the, the actors, but the directors and the writers, producers, um, the musicians, musicians. we have run off, we have an agreement with a a music management company out of Nashville. And I mean, you know, sometimes you'll be like, I don't know them. And then you get done and she's like, they were amazing. Like, I love them, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, uh, you know, having the actors on, we recently got to uh, talk to Nancy Travis, like yeah. three men and a baby, not three wise men and a baby, three men and a baby, Nancy Travis. She is the matriarch on uh, on Ride. And there was just like, we got done and I'm like, it was just like, bring your coffee and yeah. chat with Nancy. Coffee and chats with Nancy, and you just gotta love those pieces. So right. a favorite is hard to say. I mean, you know, um, they're lovely. Yeah. They're amazing. Everybody is lovely. Yeah. Right. And sometimes it's like, you know, uh, somebody who's not a big star or whatever, and you get on and you're like, gosh, I loved meeting them. They were fantastic. Like fan for life. I'm rooting for you. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I and I love too that um the variety of guests we make we talk with we make connections with mm-hmm. and I and they sometimes will connect with each other like mm-hmm. and that blows my mind Aww. so that's really fun yeah um, yeah we've had a director reach out for somebody else we've had as guests on our podcast so it's well, that's it's cool. amazing yeah now let's fast forward to Rama Drama West Palm Beach because wow. that was a that was, in my opinion, our Super Bowl like in real life. <laughs> right. Because that was amazing. That was epic.com. And we speaking of Gabrielle, she actually created a panel for right. the podcasters. And it was you ladies, Catherine. Um, the ladies of Deliver Me a podcast. So it was Casey, 
Cami and Jess, yeah. the guys from Deck the Hallmark, and then me. And yeah. we're sitting up there. And how did, what was going through your mind when you guys were sitting up there on a podcaster's panel? Like it's, it's now legit. Like you guys are, like, which is right. in the podcasters is its own little microcosm community, yeah. even within yeah. Yeah. the fandom itself. So what was that like for you guys being on that panel? I'll tell you what blew my mind was at the premiere party Thursday night, um, Catherine comes walking up to me, to Julie and I, and she shows it, I think it was Catherine, she shows us the poster and we're on the poster for Ramadan. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? And I was standing with Gabrielle. I'm like, you put us on the poster? Like, why? <laughs> and I think that's that's what the whole experience was for me is like, mm-hmm. why are we even a part of this? Like, mm-hmm. right. you know, we had, only, we had only started like the end of October, the beginning of November uh, and things wrapped up fast. I mean, we had a this lot was of 2021 guests you're talking about, Julie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Wait, yes. is that when we started the podcast? Yes. Yeah. Because okay. in 2022, we went to, so only months later, we went to Rama Drama Yes. And, um, but we had a lot of guests under our belt at that point. Right. Um, yeah. even though it had only been men months and, but everything about Rama drama kept like blowing my mind. Like what is happening? We started with the party that was added on the premiere party on Friday night. And, uh, when Andrew Walker is yelling, Hey, let's get a picture. You know, like, wait, with, with who? <laughs> <laughs> you know um i I think that's it and then you know we hosted an event there too plus we're sat sat on the the panel that was like crazy you know honestly but the community is amazing and uh gabriel and sarah run such a beautiful event it was it was like so much fun I love that they acknowledge that the podcasters are its own entity within the community. I think that's what I appreciated because I never, you know, I was new too. I started mine in August of 2021. So I still, yeah. Because we've both been listening. Yeah. I started on YouTube in October, 2020 for the 2020 Christmas season. But then I developed the podcast portion in August of 2021. So that- You were on the YouTube stuff earlier too, right? So- Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't, I didn't, yeah. I just wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared. (laughs) And then you guys got to meet in part, like you, Sarah and Julie, got to meet each other in person for the first time. Like, what was that like? (laughs) It was weird, actually. It was super weird because- I would talk to her all the time. It's like, we, we kind of run two businesses together yeah. unofficially, <laughs> mm-hmm. but we put in the hours, right? Yeah. So yeah. I feel like we're always, almost always in some kind of a constant uh, contact. So when we met at the airport, actually, I was like, oh, hey, you guys are here. And then I was like, oh my God, you guys exactly. are here. <laughs> and then we all exactly. hugged. But like, I talk to Julie that. all the time, Catherine all the time. Like it wasn't yeah. like a, a big deal. Yeah, no, it was so weird. It was like, yep, we're in person, but it didn't feel like our first yeah. meeting. Yeah. I so love it was that. really, very really weird. Um, it was weird. And that whole experience was super fun. 
for this next reason, so that that airport isn't very big, but we couldn't quite figure out where to catch our Uber, right? And so we're trying to figure out where we're standing on the curb outside, you know, the door, like get your luggage. And then we're going out to the curb, we're standing there. And there's just another woman standing over there, like 15 feet away from us. And she's like, is this where you catch your like ride share rides or what? And I literally look at her and I, know who she is from the Rama Drama Facebook page and I know it's Joy and I know it's spelled J-O-I and I look at her and I said your Joy like J-O-I <laughs> and she's like wait what and then we were like instant like friends right yeah. hugs and like, now I've seen her over. more than I've ever seen you in real life <laughs> oh my gosh that's hilarious yeah, no, so the, the whole like thing was a little weird. Like it didn't feel like we met for the first time, but then the first person like going to Rama Drama that we met was Joy and we're standing on a curb. So that wow. will forever be our memory. See you on the curb. <laughs> now you guys mentioned how you don't like you decided not to review movies in this space in terms of your podcast, but I can imagine that you guys still watch <laughs> the movies, of course. So what was and it could be from like up TV, like whatever network. What was that um, first movie that did it for you? Where you where you said, "Yo, this is I can get into this," or was it a TV show? Like if we're going farther back, what was that first gateway point for you into the made for TV movie space? Um, I mean, we 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 came together in a Facebook page for "When Calls the Heart," actually yeah. a Team Nathan page. Um, so we were all watching that. And then as a background, we all, of course, watched Hallmark movies. So well, you then, personally, I mean, like you personally, like oh, when did yeah. you start? I'm trying to think. I remember, I think that Hallmark was something I would occasionally have on in the background. Like, yeah. ever since I remembered, I was never like a diehard, you know, Hallmark fan, but it was, it was a safe channel. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a toddler at the time and, yeah. um, and even before that, going back, you know, as long as I can remember, we would watch like the old classic Hallmark movies. What are they called? Um, Hall of Fame. The yeah, Hall of Fame, Fame ones. Right. Like, I mean, I some of For those sure. are so well known. Uh, so I think it was kind of always a, a, a fixture in the background for me. And then I do remember the day that I happened to have it on and I saw like this behind the scenes of One Calls of the Heart. And I was like, One Calls the Heart? I read those books in high school. Like, mm. you know, I read all those kinds of books. So that's when I started watching it. My daughter's 13, turning 13. So probably about 13 years ago. Wow. Um, no, that wouldn't make sense because the show is not 13 years No, ago. it's only 10. Yeah. <laughs> so probably, I think I started watching it by the second season I was watching live um so that was kind of my my big pull where I became a regular viewer and then mm -hmm. I would start watching more because of that okay and then, yeah and I certainly was pulled them through Christmas movies like yeah like, through the Christmas season and then I always had like there's like a few movies for me that are always like, oh, that is so good, right? Like what? What was some of your Amber and Jesse Medcalf? Uh, Amber Reese, uh, Autumn Reese, oh, and Autumn Jesse Reaser. Medcalf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that starry. Yeah, yeah. The wait, the one country wedding or their Christmas one? Like the, the country, the country one, the yeah. country wedding. You know, yeah. Mint, 
Yeah, these people, horses, dogmanship, <laughs> these people. Like, um, you know, like for you know, a, a bunch of it that's just like very, you know, very typical Hallmark movie, but there are some pieces of it that I just like really like. Jesse plays some music in it too. Um, there's yeah. there's that one. Um uh Allie Sweet Sweeney and Mark Blockus and Lucas. Lucas, sorry, and yeah. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is is the my favorite not the oh. right guy ever in what is that blueberry oh irresistible blueberry farm yeah yeah Woo. he is like my favorite not the right guy he's like the one not the right guy that you're like but he's so nice and I've I've, seen that. I oh oh Sarah what? Saba, Saba. Oh, that was actually so good. Saba, you watch it. You I'll have to look it up. Is it on? Um... It's old. It's old. It's, it's on yeah. Hallmark movies now. Okay. When I tell yeah, you, yeah. Lucas, and that's no, like, it's so good. It's and so... and Kevin Smith is like my favorite, not the right guy in that Wait, one. Kevin, like, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Yeah. Okay. Every and they even because I read the book after having watched the movie and i think they casted perfectly for all of those parts cavit because the the guy in the book he was just like buttoned up i think he was a politician in the both the book and the movie um but no he was a lawyer in the movie i forget but cavit like it was just casted perfectly i sarah sarah you shall watch i will watch it Sarah, Sarah. I am so behind though. It'll have to be after I catch up on. Right. Like I, I I'm have down to see what year that that yeah. came out. Um. You mean this year you're behind with the? I'm behind like this month. Like yeah. This month? <laughs> yeah. I ain't gonna lie. You. We're always. Behind. I'll tell you what. I lost my AirPods. Oh, my no. kids have lost two of my airpods and i refuse to buy new ones because i know they're here somewhere mm. um that's really cut down on my watching movie time because yeah. <laughs> no i can't like do it at night you know i don't know yeah, yeah. 2016 2016 well that is old yeah yeah and shirley jones is in that one also Right. It's, I mean, it's just really good, right? That would be, I would call it like a, a Hallmark movie classic. Like if you were to, here's a good question. If for someone who's just coming in, you want to give them a five movie starter pack of Hallmark movies to watch, which five are you telling them? That one's for sure on there. Like, yes. Yeah. I really like the one with Nikki Deloach with the horses. What was that? Oh, Taking the Reins? If yeah, I cry reins. every time I watch that one. Oh, yeah. I thought they they did a they did so great. Um, what right. else, Julie? The know. wedding veil. <laughs> yeah, I would probably say the wedding veil. No um, Something with they're they're gonna need like a Hallmark movie and mystery one of those in yeah. there too, right? Have you guys have watched like... the mysteries? Have you guys watched the mysteries? I've watched um, Andrews. I've watched Andrews. Oh, the curious catering. Curious yeah, the curious caters. I watched all the. I was like just gonna point, but my book isn't there right now because <laughs> the the bedroom turned into a dino bedroom. Um, so it's gonna get moved back. Um, the I've watched all the Hannah Swensons, but I've read all of those books. I've read all those books as they were coming, kind of coming out. Oh so, wow! Uh, I've baked a huge number of the items in those books. So that's a cool. bunch of out of those. 
out of those books, I, I am a baker as baseline. So, um, yeah, I got entered, I got introduced to those books when my kids were, were little and we were driving to the black Hills, which is a, like a 17 hour, two day adventure with three small children and my mother in a minivan. Um, and I was, That's a and book. I was so which they, oddly enough, we traveled really well together. We might've been going to Yellowstone actually. I, I, one of those very, that was like 25 hours in two days. So um, one of those deals, and I had a Oprah Winfrey book club that was really deep and really heavy. You know what? The minivan <laughs> trip is not when to, so when right, we right. off somewhere, I was like, I need, we just, my son reads as fast as I do. And he was young and pounded through all of his you know, young novels or whatever. And I literally had a pile on the back for him. And so he needed more. This was before you could get it on your device, right? So I needed to literally buy him another pile of novels. And um, uh, and so I went in there and I'm like, I need something a lot lighter to read and maybe a little fun. And then we were just chatting in there and she's like, oh, maybe some of these fun mysteries. And there was, you know, there's like a variety of these like kind of, light mysteries and she's like this one's baking this one's i'm like she's like there's recipes oh yeah all right i'll take that yeah and and she's like well here we start with the first one and i'm like oh no sweetheart i'm gonna need like four or five of them if we're if i'm taking them <laughs> do, yeah. do we fly through books? but i feel like you make a good point too that i want to piggyback off of about something lighter i i like to write read light books now too but that's really another reason why i started watching more Hallmark is because my life got really heavy and I needed that. Like my, my son, um, he was sick and we didn't know what was happening. And like, Mm -hmm. I couldn't deal with like, like, like I, I just had this conversation with my husband the other day. I'm like, there's parts of my brain that I completely shut down. Like, don't ask Mm -hmm. me how to get anywhere. I just asked Mm -hmm. my husband because I can't think, I couldn't think about a lot of things. I had to kind of like focus yeah. all my attention on one thing. So that watching Hallmark and reading like, you know, rom-coms and that was like my escape from my brain. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. yeah. And I think the more people we talk to, we hear almost very similar stories. That's what I was going right. to say. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I, when I come home from work, I need to know the outcome. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes my work day is um, very heavy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So sometimes I need to know, have control about what's going to be on. Yeah. Now, have you guys been um, watching the dramas that they've been putting on movies and mysteries now? Like, have you had a chance to watch any of those to get a feel for if you like them or not? Like, like what? <laughs> so like un- the one that just, the newest one, um, Unexpected Grace with Erica Durrance and Michael oh. Brady. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. um like that's those would be the blessing bracelet the blessing bracelet color my um, world with love yeah yeah color yeah. my world with yeah. love those those yeah. things oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. groundswell all of yeah. those groundswell right yeah yeah the blessing yeah certainly we want i've watched most of those um it, the um groundswell was fun we had Hector rivera on um uh, I was interested. I'm still not quite sure why that one wasn't on the main one. It didn't have that quite that same feel. Um, I agree. Uh, right? No, like I agree. I feel like it could have been on the main channel. That felt very mainstream. But yeah. it was lovely to meet Hector Rivera and 
um, he told us something um, that he wasn't going to film for a little while because he was building because he was busy painting, but he didn't expound on that. And then, <laughs> and then, of course, he was like painting Rita Marino's lifetime achievement painting that's like the size of a room, and it was um, commissioned commissioned by Lynn Miranda Manuel. Like, excuse me, like you're like I'm like messaging him like like you're painting. This, this is Rita Marino. <laughs> Because he's a beautiful artist. Like if you've ever oh started. Gosh, we didn't know. We didn't know. By the way, these people that are in these movies that we love are so freaking talented. It is unbelievable. Yeah. The talent that's pouring out of these actors that we get to meet. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And it's like disrespectful too. Because I'm like, leave some for the rest of us. Okay. Exactly. Like, 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 have a little bit. Oh, okay. can we just get a little bit of what you guys get? Just a little of something. <laughs> For real. But like, so some of those movies, like The Blessing Bracelet, aired on Easter and Focus And that was on- a day spring one, right? Yeah. And, that, yeah. Yeah. and so that uh, we had the writers on for that, that uh, original script, and that fit nicely with day spring stories and uh, day spring's uh, goals. Yeah. And it was supposed um, to be a Christmas movie. Yeah, I heard. I watched that uh, interview. I was that. I was like, "Whoa!" But I mm-hmm. loved how they were. I honestly think Easter worked better. Yeah, just for the way. It, like, I think Easter worked perfectly for, for it. How it was written was so beautiful. And Amanda Schul and Carlo, Carlo, golly, that we, guy can yeah, do with no him wrong. Too. Yeah, I know that guy can do no wrong in my eyes. He's one of the rare ones that can do no wrong in my eyes. There's like three. Oh gosh. Right. Speaking of which, who is the who are the other two? <laughs> oh, Palaha and Rady. Those two yeah. can do no. Those three together can do no wrong. Advice. I think those three will probably be my dream. Like in terms of leading guys, are yeah, you gonna put that out there, Dara? <laughs> they would be my dream guests. So there it I, is. I would say that Michael Rady's like a movie uh, Christmas at Pemberley Manor is like ah! one. That was my first one. That was my entry point. So uh, that that movie is is so good. And it's because of him. He plays that reserved, like, stoic. (laughs) You want to talk about talented. I'm like, you are disrespectful, sir. Just coming up here. just. And then have you seen the one he did with Nikki DeLoge about the dogs? I think it's called Love to the Rescue. And they're both single parents. And each of their, I think they are like co- fostering um a dog because both their kids want the same Kevin dog movie with that exact same i know <laughs> oh for real it, what oh, is that yeah. best friend is played by uh natasha burnett who is in when calls the heart with him now too that's oh, that with is funny kramer, right yeah with john with john kramer right oh, that first bark you know what it just popped oh. up when i was on hallmark movies now and it, okay. they just added that's why I remembered. <laughs> so they must have reprised no, like the script the with kids, like with parents yeah, and, and kids. kids. Yeah. And then they're so sharing good. the dog. It's so good. It, that I love because Nikki's a little like she's been taking on a lot of the more serious roles Period. lately. And yeah, that absolutely. one was just one where she was able to be had like be quirky and fun. And mm-hmm. I loved it so so much. Who are some of you guys' favorite actors that and I know this is like <laughs> because we're fine but it's like you as a fan we're talking like as pure hallmark fans 
who is someone who you will watch their and I okay Kevin aside who is someone <laughs> that you would watch their movie you could just see that they're going to be in it you're like oh well I'm watching it I don't care what it's about Wes Wes Brown ah. yeah yeah yep I think so. <laughs> can I say why <laughs> go ahead now is this a collective reason Oh, no, no, no. I, is- I enjoy, I enjoy his movies. I, I'm trying to think of one that I haven't enjoyed. Mm. Yeah. Even his stalker ones. Are you watching? A- <laughs> oh, I'm not watching the stalker ones. I cannot handle that. <laughs> yeah. He just, I remember he did one on BET plus. I was like, yeah, I passed. Yeah. He was, he talked to us before he had already filmed it and it hadn't aired yet. He didn't know where it was going at that time. And he was so excited to play the stalker guy. Um, He's very creepy as a, you know, it's like fun to see them uh, be able to show different parts of their acting. I I actually am a big fan of these actors acting outside of these movie of the weeks Mm -hmm. um, because you get to see actually that these people have skills, like they have a skill set. It's not one-dimensional at all right so um so i i actually enjoy seeing that so yeah his stalker movie i did see a stalker movie he's very <laughs> and it's spectacular um uh uh that that he does that but yeah sarah yeah. sarah like yeah she yeah <laughs> i loved <laughs> him in uh haul out like he killed it in haul out the holly i okay. thought he killed was it. killed it and I'm like, why haven't we seen Wes in more comedies? What, yeah. what, like, that was an audition, I feel like, for him to, actually not an audition, from that alone, they should be putting him in more comedies. So one of the things is Hallmark made a specific plan to start doing more comedy. It was received very well, Hall of the Holiday 2 is, like, the second most viewed Christmas movie behind Three Wise Men and a Baby, uh, last season, um, Three Wise Men and Baby, I Wait, think was- Wait, uh, Julie, you said haul out the holly too. Haul <laughs> out oh, the holly. Just one, just one, just one. She might be Sorry. predicting, she's predicting. <laughs> just one, just, just one. Uh, uh, you know, and then Hallmark has announced that they're gonna be doing more, more, yeah. um, more comedy. Uh, well, we got, we also got, uh, right so he was great in that and once again just another thing of that these people are not one-dimensional actors yeah we're just seeing them in a one-dimensional place i have another answer too what's your another answer marcus rosner i have decided i really enjoy his acting because he is one of the only actors that i can watch in different roles and not just think about how it's marcus and i've talked to him twice like Mm. i i feel like his he's been in rides sporadically this season and I really like I was like you know what he's really good right I think he's so underutilized I'm like why don't we see him more yeah (laughs) the man is like got to run an entire production studio and he's directing and uh I love his vision so when we talk to him I, I I love his vision but um you know he was the lead with Brittany Bristow another one of our favorite people uh and um the love club nicole's story so uh that was a fun place to see him so i think marcus rotzner is is great uh do you have any ladies that are favorites how about you dara what's your oh um (laughs) i have to see how i was gonna say this 
I was gonna say before Francesca P.I. I really loved Mallory Jansen. I just didn't mm-hmm. like Francesca P.I., but um that's not her fault. I don't blame her. Right. Um Joe Wagner is a staple for me. Yeah. I love her. Uh, Autumn Reeser, I, I'm really enjoying. Yeah. I'm yeah. really because I just watched Love at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I'm that y'all, y'all, y'all. It is y'all. It's from like 2013. It's it's like deep in the archives <laughs> on Hallmark movies now. But when right. I tell you it is a quintessential rom-com, it's her yeah. and Antonio Cupo. Oh. it is it's the best thing and i'm like that's a good yeah. pairing yeah it's that's a great so pairing. good it's so good it's so good and she's over the chicago thanksgiving day parade he's this bad man of business coming in to try to make it more efficient to see where they mm-hmm. could cut corners and she's trying to you know um what's the word like persuade him like look look at everything we do in the parade but it's, it turns into enemies to lovers because he's like she's like oh like it's so it's so good it's so funny and it's probably not probably it's my favorite autumn racer movie i just yeah she's becoming a favorite of mine that i look forward to watching more of her stuff she just has like a a very quiet reserved like persona about her so to see her in that way i was like oh my gosh i really i really really loved it i really loved it i'm trying to think of Another one. Um. Oh, Tamara Moy. How's it? Uh, yeah. Can't forget about. Yeah. You know, and she's got it. such a an acting book. You know, like literally back to childhood. So literally, yeah. Like literally. Amazing. I mean, there's a few of these that literally have some big acting books, and from different points of view, we have quite a few that have come out of the soap world. Um. Yeah, I didn't realize that. how many though. So like, many. there's so many. Yeah. Yeah. These, uh, these little movies must be so easy <laughs> compared to memorizing all the lines for the for I Yeah. I yeah. remember talking to John Brotherton and he said that he that's where because he did the soap circuit for a minute. And that's yeah. he said it was like boot camp where and that's how you learn how to memorize lines quickly yeah. because of how long they had to yeah. they had to do it for. <laughs> yeah, we had yeah. Kelly Kruger Brooks and Darren Brooks on together, their husband and wife came. And they both have a background in the bold and the beautiful. And Darren's done like 1100 episodes or something like that. And Kelly was like, he can memorize lines in like, literally he like looks at it and then he's like, okay, let's do lines. And she's like, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, Helen Egglesfield too. Yeah. So, so many Cameron Matheson. um, Yeah. I know Sweeney and Lily. Yeah. Yeah. Sweeney. Yeah. Uh, Jen Lilly, uh, tons. So many of these people have done some of the soap. So, so that, you know, that's, that's interesting. And they bring that perspective, uh, you know, with them when you see the math, you know, it's hard to say, say like a, a favorite, favorite, um, you know, I, it's like, sometimes you, know. you just don't know, right. Um, I'm the, trying to think, like, like who do, whose movie will I always turn on? Um, uh, Cameron Matheson has a movie with, um, why it's her she's in groundhog's day and then she's the lead on the way home why can't i think oh, of her name andy? Right yeah andy yeah oh andy they, mcdowell yeah they have a movie together that i really love that one too um that's a hallmark movie 
Uh, that, back in, we're all going back into the archives. Literally, <laughs> man. Literally. Right. No, this is they're like good. iconic actors too. I mean, like uh, they're like in a house next to each other, you know, and um, it's it. just uh, a little bit. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm Wait, talking about was it the? It wasn't Beach House. Maybe I don't know. What oh, it is. Is it I like and Cameron Matheson together. Cause wasn't she in one where it was with Chad Michael Murray too, and it was on a beach, mm, and she was the know. mom, and she had a, um, I think she was sick, and the daughter, yes. the daughter was with uh, Chad Michael Murray, cause the daughter came home for one reason. And that could be. That is that is not this sick. one. Well, maybe I don't. How maybe bad the is that? Stay on a beach. Was yeah. there turtles involved? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I remember. I think this. it's like called Beach to... House. I think that's Was the that Beach a House. Hallmark movie. That wasn't like a. I know it's on Hallmark movies now. I don't know if it's because I know all Hallmark movies right. now. Movies aren't Hallmark movies. I'm, I'm learning that. <laughs> now I can't picture that the. Um... Yeah, the Beach House. Wait a minute. Fail because my thing it. is blurred. <laughs> Yeah, that was her. It was her and um, Minka Kelly was her daughter. Yeah. And Chad Michael Murray was the daughter's gentleman cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember what the one with her and Cameron Nelson. Anyways, I really like that one. <laughs> just, we're all like, we're just, clearly the three of us are just going to be like pulling from the deep dives. So. <laughs> oh, yes. That's how you know we're true blue. Like, we love it. We love it. So, and I'll tell you, um, yeah. I'll tell you in my busy life though, sometimes I will watch movies for oh, the at home in Milford. Sorry, hold on, let me unblur. Unblur. Yeah, I'm like, we can't see that. Oh. That's it. I'm gonna interrupt this program. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Yes, that one. So okay when we were just talking about sad things at the beginning and our loss of our fan account that we came out of. Yeah. So when people that we normally Are would you post. say about are, Cameron? <laughs> no, are posting. And then I don't have a, I think oh, I need to quick post this while we're talking, but no, I don't. Cause I yeah. don't actually have a <laughs> yes. fan account. To because Kayla just Okay, all right, we're gonna move back on. We're gonna go back into like <laughs> deep into our love of something. No, like what well, I think some of those movies are classics and get replayed and are on Hallmark movies now because they're right. so good, right? Yeah, there's a charm about them that like what Sarah said, that that's why people come to Hallmark is because there's a an endearing quality. It just feels like a hug. You don't gotta think, you don't gotta cover your eyes. It's not gonna keep you up at night. Even their mysteries, like they don't keep you up right. at night. They're not too psychologically woo woo and you're able to, to sleep, so. Right. I got right. that. <laughs> there is, okay, there's been two <laughs> movies now that I've watched where I've taken sayings from them that I try yeah. to incorporate in everyday life. The first one is, okay. Scuttle, is Scuttlebutt from Hall Out the Holly, where Wes Brown um, yeah. <laughs> talks to Lacey right after the cookie contest. And he's like, oh, there's Scuttlebutt. And so I've now been. Um, is that not a saying? Let's back this up. That's never been a saying or in I've, your vocabulary? I've, no, no, oh, never used it. 
never used it, never oh. heard it in my sphere of influence. It was never a thing. <laughs> no way. And now <laughs> I'm using it. And I'm, Is it I'm a Minnesota thing, Julie? We're Midwest or who knows, but Scuttlebutt, that's a, I mean, like, think more my mom, but, um, uh, but that's like common. Like even my kids would know what that is in there. Oh 20s. yeah. Oh no. Not because <laughs> they're in, and it's funny because that story setting takes place in Utah. So that would also make right. sense too, that they would use that word. I wonder if that was intentional. Hmm. I'm just going to butt. Right. Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> What's your other one? What's your, your other saying that you Oh, woo-woo. I, from uh, Spring Breakthrough, the Hallmark Mahogany movie that just aired the end yeah. of April. She, can't she was- can't find it anywhere. Well, and that's the thing. So they took it, because I was looking it up too. They haven't put it on Hallmark movies now yet. So mm -hmm. I don't know if they're going to, when they're going to drop that. Hopefully it'll come in June. But they took it off the air, the programming schedule right now. So it won't air anytime soon. And then it's Christmas. So the right. only way well, you guys will be Christmas able to in see July it. first. And then that's what I mean. Like Christmas is right. going to be Christmas in July and then August. And who knows what, what's going to happen right. in August. Um, I wonder if they'll do like the summer stuff in August. I'm wondering since we're getting June weddings this right. year. So I'm wondering yeah. if they're going to give us actually summer. Um, well, we got weddings already in April because we had like the April should have yes. I <laughs> thought I was January. Was... All the wedding veils were in January, right? <laughs> yes, a lot, a lot of weddings happening. <laughs> a lot have been happening, and so I'm like, how many <laughs> wedding titles can they come up with? Well, and I, I saw know. them, and I was like, oh, they're making it work. They're making it work. <laughs> so I mean, this this is the I have to laugh though when the wedding cottage and like my phone auto types the wedding veil so that was also when it's like a beth grossbard production again and and like all the same know, people involved oh snap yeah and yeah you have all those things uh terry ingram who we all love right yes so, i love um, him yes he's brilliant yeah. magic maker yes yes indeed uh, yeah, no, so my our phones kept doing the wrong thing to the point that we even tweeted the wrong thing at one point. And, you know, it's just like, uh, my phone automatically does the wedding veil. Sorry, it's your fault. You made six of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> that yeah. means heavily promoted. <laughs> we literally yes. had people from all of them. So um, uh, under the, we've been very blessed to have some amazing guests um, come, come through our podcast. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's fun to hear those behind the scenes and then see, see the movies too, uh, when yeah. you're talking about things. Um, but like literally our phones autocorrect to the wedding veil. There's been six of them. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, yeah. There, think there'll be three more? Uh, okay. <laughs> I know they're so, not your favorite. Not that they're not my favorite. I just think I don't want them to burn out fast on a thing that could potentially be good because they're just like, like here, oh, you guys like this here, here's more, here's more, here's more. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Let's just like, even with Rhiannon Fish and I love Rhiannon Fish, but I wasn't ready to consume another movie of hers when they pinch hitted her movie to end Spring Into Love yeah. on May 6th. Yeah. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Like a lot, wait, a lot. Cause I've oh. never seen an actress be in two movies in one themed block before. Like she yeah. had two movies where she was lead in yeah. one theme with Spring Into Love. And I was like, I don't 
think that's a thing. So it's interesting that, and they they didn't have to have it in Spring Into Love because originally Aaron Cahill and Marco Grazzini's movie was supposed to right. end it. But now they're saying that this movie's going to end it because I'm, I'm guessing it, I haven't seen, I still haven't watched it yet because yeah. I needed a break. Yeah. So yeah. I guess because it was a spring movie because it's called When Love Springs is why they decided to have it end Spring Into Love. Right. But I, I mean, people said it was cute and it was good, but I was just like, Ooh. who is she with in that one? I don't know, but I think he's Australian. And I was like, I ain't mad at another Aussie. You know what I'm saying? We got one in a yeah. pinch of Portugal yeah. and that was fantastic. Yeah. Oh have man. I haven't was... seen that one yet. Oh, you're going to have fun with that one. And it's gorgeous. Yeah. Portugal is gorgeous. So gorgeous. They took some gorgeous shots with that one. But so I, Aaron, yeah. Did you see Aaron Cahill's? You were talking about Aaron. Oh my Cahill's gosh, movie. yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay, that was like. Great. So we had Aaron. We love Aaron Cahill, right? Like I'm just gonna say that out. Speaking of great women actresses, somebody I'm gonna watch every time. Aaron Cahill. Oh yes, okay? yes, yes, yes. She's on my list For too. Sure. Yep, yep, yep. I'm, I'm pink, team Pink Power Ranger every time. Um, <laughs> we're we're gonna be there. Um, that movie was, like. I, this is going to sound a little weird, but surprisingly good. Yeah, so much deeper agree. than we expected. That's Hall right? of Fame. That's Hallmark right. Hall of Fame right there. Right, right. It was so good. You were like, this is fantastic. It, and I want a different poster and a maybe a different title. Um, Because I feel like it's very much <laughs> Hall of Fame worthy. Do you right? know the, the original title was The yes. Spin Cycle? The Spin Cycle. Yes. I so I'm glad that... <laughs> I wanted this I wanted it to be on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries because mm -hmm. I feel like it could have they could have even leaned in some more on some things mm -hmm. and right. so I felt like it was a little bit too I don't want to use the word dramatic but maybe it was a little bit too much it had more emotional depth than you were expecting yes for a like a Hallmark Channel a movie yeah. yeah so I would have I'm I, just here to say like let's just condense it all and have one channel well, listen, they've began to brand because originally Hallmark Movies and Mysteries was just, That's it was mysteries. all mysteries. And then yeah. in fall of 2021, they started adding dramas to it. And so it became now that Hallmark Movies and Mysteries is the drama. And even with their Christmas movies, they did that where right. the Hallmark right. Movie and Mystery Christmas movies were more emotional and heart-wrenching. Yeah. And so... <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Give me like Friday night emotional movies, Saturday night basic Hallmark movies. I'm talking <laughs> Sunday night store series. brand basic. <laughs> For real. I got so confused. Like, what channel? What's the brand? That's whatever. But yeah. speaking of that, though, and this is interesting. So I watched a trailer for Hallmark Mahogany, and there are plans to expand it into a network where it's going to be tv series they're going okay. to have movies and there's going they're going to be doing podcasts which i thought um i i have mixed thoughts about that but i also wanted to talk with you guys about it because i i had thoughts and so I'll just tell you my thoughts this is candid conversation so i'm gonna just talk from <laughs> my heart yeah, you know, you know, I'm not wearing buttons, <laughs> but I'm going to just, un, you know, just adjust my shirt. So I, my thought process with Mahogany, I thought that we were going to have movies that were written by black 
writers. And as I I listened to the Hallmarkies, their mahogany cast, they recapped a Nashville legacy. Yep. And it that's where I found out that um, actually Nashville legacy and then to her with love, which was the one that premiered in September. And now um, this one, uh, Spring Breakthrough, they were written by white writers. And I thought that that was interesting because then I, I was thinking, well, it's then not what's... interesting, Mara. I'm going to no, say it. I'm using it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to say it because I can. And, and, and that's too bad. So this is why I have strong feelings. Yeah. It shouldn't be. It should be written by a person of yeah. color. And in this case, if we are telling black stories of uh, uh, and their their stories, it needs to be written by mm -hmm. someone who can tell that story. And yeah. I'm sorry, but blonde haired Julie cannot tell that story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody uh, yeah. for that story needs to tell that story. It's like um, I I have strong feelings about this, and and my strong feelings is we're not they're not they're missing. The, the intention is good, right. but we're missing on very critical pieces of it, right? Because then that makes me think, what is even the intention, though? Like, that makes me question even the intention. Because why, why are we doing this? Because it feels like it's more, and why, much to what you were saying, Sarah, why why couldn't they just do this on Hallmark Channel? <laughs> this, this is my big feelings, right? Yeah. Because I didn't know about the writing. But I, when you first said it, I said, Julie, you know, Dara wants to chat about this. And I'm like, which I'm like, I don't know if I know enough about it. And then she's like, that's the issue. And I'm like, that is the issue. Why aren't these movies just part of our lineup? Yes. Like, yes. why because do I have to go search for these different mahogany you know, brands? Right. Like, are all the day spring movies going to be over there? Are right. the mahogany movies? Like, can we just kind of start melding them together? Specifically right. mahogany movies, because there are always great cast and, you know, like beautiful yeah. looking, like beautiful costumes, beautiful, you know, like why, why do I have to go to a side channel to find that? Why can't I find that on the main channel? Right. That's my and issue. Yeah. But props to whoever is running their social media page because it's way better than any other <laughs> page. It's so much better. It's, it's so beautiful. Much. It's interactive. It's current. Like, it's current. It makes sense. It's you want to go there and look. Go, do it. Uh, also, there um, they so Hallmark has throws events, red carpet events. The red the red carpet event for Mahogany was stunning. And oh my gosh, like, it was stunning. All that, like I'm I'm all in. Like my day looks very much like a rainbow. Okay, mm -hmm. and the people in my lives is is a rainbow. I want to celebrate them and lift them up i mean the point of mahogany is that the entertainment industry is very not doesn't have enough depth in the people that they represent and all sorts of things so it's the whole like the fire station is there for everybody but you send the fire engine to where the fire is so that's what we're doing we're like we, we don't have enough representation we don't even look like the world we live manager. in right yeah yeah and so we need to do this but I just feel like we're kind of missing. Like we're not, 
Like some of those movies should be on the regular channel right. and just aired as a movie. You don't have to say, this is a, and, and in some ways it's like, you don't have to say this is a mahogany movie. You say, this is an amazing movie and it's telling this story. We can all see what story it's telling, right? right? Yeah. And, like, and I understand like that it is like a brand and, and they have products and, you know, right. trading cards and uh, all sorts of things that you can go on their Instagram and look. So I understand that it's a it's kind of its right. own brand but it's disappointing to me as a viewer that i have to go searching for these movies and i can't just turn it on saturday night and find it because um, i so like the launch article that came out in i think it was either july or august of 2021 when they were announcing the whole mahogany initiative their their thought process was that they were going to turn their card and gift lines into film franchises or kind of adapt them if you will right there's also further and i don't know if they're working on it now but they they talked about how they have like a um like indian for the indian culture they were going to adapt those into films and chinese they were going to adapt those into films but i'm like i appreciate that they're trying to to celebrate culture in a way that hallmark Mm -hmm. hasn't done um, in the past but I think if it further puts strain on the inclusion of the matter when we begin to separate it, because then it makes me wonder, and Sarah, even like what you said, like you can't even find it. How, so you have those segment of people who can't even find it. And then the way that it's marketed, how many people actually want to watch it or what, like how, and and after watching Spring Breakthrough, I had I had a thought like when it comes to black movies on Hallmark, do you guys see like, oh, this movie, it's a black movie, so it's for black women. And I'm just saying like I'm using women Ooh. in in um as a, a That's a, a huge large... percentage of the viewing pot. Right. Yeah, so we I'm know just, right. So I'm oh, is this for black women? Or do you say no, like this is a movie and I can and take it too, because I remember when Mahogany was launching with Unthinkably Good Things, a lot of people were just like, no, no, no. And so as Mahogany continued to to go on, it, it did make me think, well, are there Caucasian people actually watching these? And like, does, what what what's the perspective in which you're taking in the movie, I guess? I, I will tell you, I think, um, I watch it because I know that the people that in them are spectacular and this is going to be a good movie. Yeah. We know that these have really been very good movies. Um, but the way I feel it's marketed, I feel like it comes off when it just comes off on the channel that it's not a normal Hallmark movie and it's not really aimed at you. Right? right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, so I, I, would, yeah. I want it to be just part like, and this Saturday is this movie and it's not like I want, our world is, uh, is an integrated, it's a, it's a wide variety of things world. And um, when they did a Scandinavian Christmas movie last year, right, yeah, yeah. that's a special spot, right? Yeah. But, but you know, cause it's not all white people are the same. You know what? They're, they're not, you know, we got a little Santa Lucia and we got, a, you know, like the, the, the whole shebang or you know like they're different but that one didn't go to a different network or get a different branding like i love the idea of mahogany i want to see it done more 
that it's just part of our normal lineup. When is there equality? It's when it's just normal to see those things. Yeah. When, right? You know, yeah. and um, I also want to see the casting change in more in some of the non-mahogany. Right. Right. And we're seeing it, it's coming slowly, but sometimes it just still feels so like, and there's your token person of color. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what kind yeah. of makes me nervous is that mahogany is becoming a crutch now because I read their articles and they're preaching a lot about, oh, Hallmark has, you know, it's, it's like all of the diversity changes. And someone made me aware that even the fact that we're getting one lead of another like that's non-Caucasian is still a big deal, which I was like, oh my gosh. But at Can the we same time, that? right, at the, at the same time, to the level and energy that we're preaching about diversity, it doesn't feel like it's matched in what we're doing because over the, like the movies that we've seen, that we've gotten so far this year from both movies and mysteries and channel, Mahogany has been the only one out of all other ethnicities, like non-Caucasian ethnicities that have been, that have had casts of full non-Caucasian right. ethnicities. And it was just mahogany. Yeah. Like, so I'm, I'm, that's why I'm like, I hope mahogany or even these other film franchise lines don't become a crutch as to where on like throughout the year we'll have these line of movies. But then right. during Christmas, yeah. we'll give you one or two. But right. then throughout, you know what I'm saying? Like throughout the rest well, of the year, yeah. you just rely on those. Funny. Funny you said that because then at Christmas you get one Hanukkah on rye. Like there was one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I it was, was like hysterical. By the way, I I enjoyed that one. But... We enjoyed it, but and Julie Sherman wrote, Wolf wrote it, so at least somebody who it was the right person was writing it. Um, yeah, and uh, and she's very good because she also wrote the um the big kickoff movie, which was the um oh, right. they spectacular. The holiday spectacular, right? With the with yeah. the rockets, right? Yeah. And so we wrote both of those, and that's that's when you're saying it's, things are integrated, right? Yeah. A little bit more, although it was just still felt like very much the token. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't <laughs> say Jewish without saying Jewish. You know what I'm saying? Like it was yeah. very. Yeah. Woo! Uh, I'm like, but she also was like, I'm going all in. There's a deli for. <laughs> I loved it though, I, and I loved it. I, no, it was I very really good. Yeah, and, you know, Julie Sherman Wolf is incredibly talented. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're lucky to have her writing movies for them. But I want. There needs to be more of that, right? Yeah. More of that. Uh, and, you know, and it's interesting in my life, um, how the diversity looks is even more warped because the Twin Cities is this very unique um, uh, place. It's very diverse. We've been very open to immigration here. And so, you know, like we have three, we have three on-site interpreters all the time. We always have a Spanish interpreter, right? Mm. Almost always. And then, but after that, because uh, there's a huge Hispanic population that's been here since the 1800s. So that's a whole different story. Um, but History we have with Hispanic. Julie, next. Yeah, no, history with Julie. The other two interpreters that are there all the time because it's such a large population is not anything I'm ever going to get in a Hallmark movie. Right. And that is um, Hmong. No, we always have a Hmong interpreter and always have a Somali interpreter. Mm, that's cool. <laughs> Let me, let me know when the Hmong people start getting cast in there. Yeah. <laughs> I know I've, my, my relationship with diversity in general, I grew up um, being like going to mostly all black schools and there was always mm -hmm. maybe one or two Caucasian people in there. 
And then mm-hmm. I was, I, and I, this, I feel like it was God who put it in me. I was like, there's other people out there. Who else is out there? And so then I go to Penn State and I was like, oh, this is who Ooh. else is out there. <laughs> and I went to the main, I went to the main campus. So it had like 30,000 people. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I quickly became, I went from a majority to a minority, especially being an English major. I was a unicorn. I was like, I I was so, and that- Literally a unicorn. Literally. Cause they were like, oh wait, you're black and and you're an English major, what? Mm -hmm. And so that kind of kicked off a pattern in my life. Like even in the clubs that I joined in college, I was the only black person. And then in my professional life, save for um, the job I had during graduate school, but graduate school itself, and then the beginning of my professional life, I became used to being the only black person in a team or even in a department. So even coming into the Hallmark space, I was still used to, um, even as a viewer, not feeling that I was the only black viewer, but still um, feeling that kind of minority discrepancy for lack of better words and even coming into the the podcast space i didn't i didn't feel it at first but then it became kind of like magnified when mahogany became i mean when mahogany uh started and so it's it's just it's incredibly interesting and i i I am grateful for mahogany in the sense that we can have Mm -hmm. these open conversations and i feel like these conversations needed to be had which is why i wanted to talk with you ladies um but i i just think it's such an interesting time to be a hallmark fan right now especially with a lot of the changes that are being made and how like they clear they literally reset to factory settings and are now doing and a lot of the changes are good i'm not saying everything is trash but it's just so interesting to see them see to see them move like yeah it's hard to calculate where what's going to be next i think it feels very inconsistent right uh yeah uh it's very inconsistent because then even when you come out with you know like a big movie and a lineup like when um you you sometimes just feel like it's just still not, it's still not there. You're like uh, the the wedding cottage for one felt like we're, we're not we're not there. Uh, and, and that, was, <laughs> that was a big big movie. Um, it, you know, but it, it it does. It feels sometimes like um, uh, as long as it's like the sparkle one, then you know this is what we're doing here. Otherwise, we're not a little bit. And I guess I want it to feel a lot more organic and that we're not saying, oh, and she's a person of color and she's a lead. Like mm, you just mm-hmm. cast people with equal opportunity. And you know, the the point of mahogany is that it's not with the equal opportunity, you are actually addressing a need and going after it. Mm-hmm. But can we at least raise up the rest of them to equal opportunity then too? Like, like right, let's right. start making some motions forward. So on our, our podcast panel, um, we, uh, so, so one of the things uh, that I noticed is actually uh, at a rate significantly different than those attending uh, Rama Drama was we actually have two people of color on the panel because Casey is, is a Filipino, uh, Filipino woman, yeah, woman uh, and has some, I, mm, 
my love for these people is uh, I work with a whole bunch that just they feed mm. you good and they're just look out if there is something going if it's hitting the fan I want my people in the room right you know it's like uh, uh so anyways smart and just all those things and um uh so you know it was like uh, two of however many of us were sitting up there and that's definitely better than we see in the rest of these spaces yeah. and that happened organically um mm -hmm. the rest of it happened organically was it the right percentage no it actually was not but let's start letting some of this stuff happen organically than just i don't know but within this space mahogany also there's the women directors things that is yes being make her mark right yeah yeah mm -hmm. ashley williams brought that through that's uh, addressing the lack of women directors in this industry um and right. uh, the first person to be, do their uh, essentially like an internship was crystal Lowe. Uh, yeah so huge fan of crystal Lowe's, huge fan of ashley williams huge fan that hallmark is moving forward all, all these things right. and then um and then they have a Lowe. lot of pieces that they need to move, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They do. They have a lot of a lot of work to and do. The entertainment industry is not just Hallmark. Let's yeah. let's be honest. Right. The whole entertainment history industry needs yeah. to do better. Right. Agreed. I, I think too with Hallmark, they're trying to, I think they're trying to say this ain't your grandmama's Hallmark. I right. feel like that's the so they're they're I still think why it's inconsistent is they're still trying to find their voice as a network they're trying to see where they want to push the yep. lines where they don't yeah where they want to um, how to push them just enough right right even with the mysteries we've been getting like a slew full of mysteries that are just like hey, you get a mystery you get a miss everybody's getting a mystery <laughs> are you saying it feels a little unfocused yes, it's, and it's interesting i read another article again and the evp said that she called the mysteries dusty attic shows that's oh. how she referred to the mysteries that we have had up until this point um, and she mentioned how her love for only murders in the building and how she wants to do something to that effect. But it, it, it oh, I love that actually. Yeah. It makes me wonder though, even with the, cause I became a sleuther September in 2021. Um, and I've since watched all the mist. I just finished watching like all the mysteries in the, at the mm -hmm. top of the year in January, I binged garage sale. Because mm -hmm. I needed a Christmas rent, so I I binged Garage Sale and finished it, and so I'm cu I'm curious to see where they're gonna go with the mysteries. Because it's I I feel like to me with this with what they're doing, I Mark's losing a lot of its charm in my opinion. Like I appreciate them wanting to do things that are progressive in the sense of storylines and things that are contemporary in terms of storylines, but I feel like we're losing that charm and the the endearing quality that made Hallmark Hallmark, especially after you canceled everything. <laughs> like you came in. Yeah, and yeah. Bye. So Let's it's like what got canceled and what got like a different point of view. So the the airing on Friday was a uh, new Hannah Swenson and that got a different point of view this this way, right? Um, I don't know. Did you like that though? Like, what did you think about that? Especially as someone who read the books, like, what do you think about that? So here's the funny thing about the books. I did not see it yet. So. Um, oh, okay. No spoilers. Book, <laughs> she, it's it's a, okay. I like spoilers. It's a triangle always. She, like, you look at her and you go, no adult people in the world <laughs> hang out waiting for each other 
for 20 years and just like are okay with you dating both the guys sort of but it never gets past really very much and they often end up eating dinner together in her in her living room at her townhome uh the three of them and, and with then her mom comes and her sisters come uh which her mom in the movies is uh what Barbara, uh, Barbara. my oh, second right. mama Barbara Niven is great um uh, I do struggle a little bit with Ali Sweeney is that Hannah Swenson has curly, long, big red hair, right? Oh, okay. And so in the books. And so that is like the one piece that's always just a little missing for me. You know, not that Allie doesn't look very Minnesotan. She does. Lake Eden, Minnesota, that's where these take place. So mm -hmm. at, at the lake. Um, they're always at the like Lutheran church dinners in the books too but they there is this it's always like norm the the dentist which is played by gabe gabe haugen mm -hmm. right and mike the detective which is played by cameron matheson and hannah swenson which is played by annie ali sweeney it's always just this like mythical relationship and so i know that um they had them like engaged previously and then they broke broke them up, but the, the ending did it quite abruptly and in a way that didn't feel very hallmarky or even very Hannah Swenson-y. Um, and so I'm, I'm just going to tell you in the books, they're always just like, whatever. <laughs> Nobody's really Interesting. Because that was my biggest gripe and forgive, forgive me for saying spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, but that was my biggest gripe with the Hannah Swenson because I recently, I binged all of um, Murder, She Baked right before the, mm -hmm. this one the carrot cake um came out and so what i love the most about murder she baked i haven't read the books but i first of all the intro music is my favorite i think yes, it's so good. cute it just like kind of pops yeah. you into this small little minnesotan town and you're mm -hmm. in this bakery and then the two hannah swinsons because we got sweet revenge it's just like where's my intro music it doesn't have the small town charm mm -hmm. i loved the younger sister with her husband and her child mm -hmm. we don't and have that big, anymore yeah so the two sisters are a big piece of the of the movies uh, or of the books that are not there and that's mm. too bad well they brought in a, yeah. another younger sister um yep. in the two so hannah she, swinsons but she doesn't give the same energy that i felt like the other sister who was in the five murder she bakes right. gave and i think that is the one who like kind of brings that extra like spark and energy because she's kind of quite a bit younger than the first two. Yeah. And so, uh, so, so, you know, it's just like interesting how it's different from the books that way. And I sometimes a little bit of a miss, right? Yeah. But I will tell you in the books, they leave them like wide open, but it's not quite that emotionally dramatic. Nobody's quite that emotionally connected. That was wild. <laughs> I was like, it also drives me insane. It drives me insane. Come on, people. Make a decision and you aren't just going to hang out in this like la la land and these guys aren't going to wait around forever and you're not going to decide you're having a relationship with someone are you guys going to watch the aurora prequel oh i don't think so I, and i love me some evan he's he's becoming a favorite of mine yeah and I was, that's probably the only reason why i watch it to be completely honest if i do i like i'm, I'm curious to see how he's gonna like how he's gonna act in that that would be the I, only reason I, I would. I'm going to say something that might be like, I was not a bigger Aurora fan. And I that's okay. That. I think that's okay. I don't, I don't think that's blasphemous in any type of way. I think, yeah, I, I think there are, I can name five mysteries in my opinion that I feel like were better than the Aurora. Yeah. I understand the staple of Aurora and how it became like the friend, like her, her franchise and then garage sale became like the yeah. staple of the mysteries. Yeah. Right. 
But right. that that was also something when they decided to do a prequel. I was like, y'all, y'all. No, don't do that. Just make it. That's different why. Mystery. Yeah, what I don't really this? have any interest. I'm not. I'm not. Um... Can Can we talk about posters here for one minute? It is a sick have poster, you... though. You like it? I adore it. I really. The overall poster? Yes, the I'm new one. On the other end. I, am like... <laughs> I think. That. That oh, I so... love it. No, it actually. So... It reminded me of the Wind Calls the Heart one that y'all don't like because it had the clouds in the thing. Oh my gosh, over her head. It's so like 1980s. <laughs> oh. and, and, then, and then she's got the hot tub on her shoulder. You know what? It became a lot of fun because then I could start dropping people into the hot tub in her shoulder, you know, yeah. uh, you know that, which has been Rosenbaum and Kayla Wallace's fault that I started dropping people in the hot tub because one of the seasons season nine maybe one of the season one of the episodes season eight Nate. maybe yeah nathan is sitting in the in the pew and Allie is sitting next to him and so kevin's you know wingspan is like way too long right and so he's like this across the back of a pew and it's like an entire pew in that tiny little church right <laughs> and so when, when the episode's airing ben and kayla start doing like hot tub jokes and posting kevin yeah. edited into a hot tub right so that how that started so then when there was literally it's supposed to be a hot spring i think a hot tub on her left shoulder you're gonna have to get people edited into it it's gonna it's gonna have to happen i feel like the posters though why can't we just get some posters right like in general like actual posters that we can like, have like julie could make them in canva your leads She'll put it in Canva for you, Hallmark. Um, uh, oh I God. make them often because we're having people on the podcast and the poster's not open. And the posters like, aren't out. I'm like messaging. You got a poster yet? Anybody got a poster? They don't put it out to like three or two, two or three days before it actually well, premieres. It's not consistent either. Yeah. So you it's never know. Yeah. You know, if you're working with the person making or they make their own poster, the director and the executive producer for like the art of Christmas and, you know, you're messaging them and they're like, yeah, I got a poster for you. Like, okay, I'll use that. Thank you, um, uh, thank you Andrew Simic and Brigitte Kingsley um, for getting me a poster. That looks amazing. Um, but sometimes the posters are like, oh my gosh. Well, yeah, th this year and last year's Wind Calls the Heart posters both were, had me like going, who, who let those out? Yeah, but the, ri the ride poster is great. <laughs> I love the ride poster, yeah. right? Um, There's been a handful. I really liked um, Cindy Busby's new movie, the National Park Romance one. Zion, Zion, like the, yeah. yeah, yeah. Love and Zion National, a National Park That was a beautiful romance. poster. And because it's got that 1970s yeah. classic National Park postcard uh, throwback look to it. And so I love that, right? Um, it's a big nod in like though. design right now. I don't know. Like it was something. It fit I don't the know. Movie it... Is what I thought. It fit the movie. It looked like a postcard from a national park. Yeah. I like. Yeah. Like I felt like though. At least to me, it was giving two aesthetics because maybe they were too. I don't know. Maybe if they made the the humans more cartoonish, because it felt like they were trying to do two separate. I see what you're saying. Things, yeah. and my eyes were like, "Well, which one are we doing?" So that's where that's why I got I got caught up in. Uh, we got poster thoughts here. All all I know is when the season, like a the season. I'm trying to think what season they're even on for when fell the heart. When the season, 10? this newest one. Nope. So it would be the season nine one. I was at work and down the hall, one of the 
Docs was yelling at me and he's, cause he also follows me on social media and I maybe make some <laughs> fun edits. Um, and he's like, oh my gosh, something just popped up. Did you make that edit? It's hilarious. And I was like, what? Ed I've been on rounds in the ICU. I didn't make any edits. And then they're like, oh my gosh, everybody's standing around looking. We had a big group that was watching and they're like, this is hilarious. Did you make that? Do you know who made this? And I'm like, no, let me see. And I look at it. And then I grab my phone and open it up and they're like, oh my gosh, whoever did this, this is hilarious. Um, and then I'm like, actually, that's the real poster. <laughs> and they were like, wait, what? <laughs> they were like the saloon guy and the saloon girl. And they were just like, they were like, going, I'm like, oh. There was missing legs in that poster. Kevin's missing a leg, his hair is red. It's the saloon guy when the saloon girl like leaning up against the post. They like thought it was an edit, like, somebody made it wow. to make fun yeah right. wow. and i was like oh that's a poster miss then people but i'm just saying like why i feel like the posters are an afterthought yes and mm. they should dream moms i you know i love kind of like go, the colors and the sparkle but can we see the ladies you got tamara yeah they poster. were honey i shrunk the kids <laughs> exactly. and you got some amazing lazy ladies chelsea hobbs and tamara but like, come on, let's bring bring those, let's make those ladies shine, sparkle, yeah. Yeah. right? Uh, so that was that one. I mean, like, I'm like, the idea of it was really fun for me, but I, I like wanted to see those ladies yeah. shine, right? Yeah, yeah this absolutely. Was, this was a, a movie about moms finding finding their way. Let's, let's feature them. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Well, ladies... We have gabbed, we have conversed, we have I, talked. Like, what time is it? <laughs> I know, I had to look and I was like, dang. So Damn. what I wanna do before I let you guys go, I just want you guys, let's talk about what we're looking forward to this year. You can talk about personally, your podcast, and even with Hallmark, if you, if you um, like what you hope to see this year, you know, with, with Hallmark and, or even Up TV, cause we do, we cover all yeah, of the made for TV movie space. So Sarah, why don't you, you kick us I, Go ahead, go Julie, go first. I want to turn it back on you. What, what are you looking forward to? <laughs> like, you're somebody who does these beautiful like live reviews and then you also have your YouTube posts um, right. and you really enjoy doing that. What are you looking forward to? Honestly, I, it's, I genuinely, it's hard to tell because be, like you said, Julie, because they've been so inconsistent and this year has not been, in my opinion, it has not been good. Like as a whole, it hasn't been right. good. They've had good moments, mm -hmm. but as a whole, it hasn't been good. Um, I will say I'm hoping for a new Nikki and Nora mystery with Rhiannon Fish and Hunter King. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm hoping for. I heard some scuttlebutt because um, I saw Tamara, she was filming another movie. And mm -hmm. so hopefully that will be one that we see before Chris, like after um, Christmas in July. Mm -hmm. I hope that we get another Mahogany movie before Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's what I hope. And I would love a Mahogany movie to be a featured movie on the main channel for Christmas. Yes. Oh, yes. I and I want a lighthearted, like someone said, I, I want to see a mahogany movie where a girl owns a flower truck and she's just looking for yeah. love. I'm like, can yeah. we, 
can we get back to what we, you know, what Hallmark does? Let's yeah, she doesn't always have to be super emotional. I want a mahogany movie that is on the main channel that's a Christmas movie, and it's like all of those like fun celebration things that go with and family together and how like and the romance bring the barbecue inside i want to go to the barbecue bring me to the barbecue inside for christmas like i i want it all okay no those are good great points and i i would also say i would hope for them that they push out another cases of mystery lane um because that was a really good mystery and they they got something good going with that so i hope that that would be what i'm looking forward to and then podcast wise oh i'm also looking forward to finishing signs still deliver um yeah. oh, i'm nowhere near it but I, we could talk a whole nother hour about that so i'm not <laughs> i'm gonna hurry up and move on um but also for the podcast just having fun with it you know just yeah just getting back to like having fun with it and reviewing movies talking with people meeting people yeah that's really my goal like that's my heart so yeah yeah I think the same for our podcast I mean of course you always want to grow and adapt and change like certain there's always going to be room for for movement but our favorite thing is making connections with people so I my biggest hope is that we can continue to do that and that we can continue to do it um and, and have fun with it, which is, you know, I don't think there's ever really been one day where I was like, oh no, I don't want a podcast. Maybe yeah. when I was sick, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. we did it anyway. But like my, my mood always changes because I have so much fun chatting with people and learning about them and connecting with them. So that's my main hope. I don't, you know, care if we grow into a big, huge podcast or if we stay a small one, like I think as long as, um, as long as we're getting this joy from it that we have been getting. Yeah. 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 What are you looking forward for from Hallmark movies? Um, I will say the, the last two series that they just put out, I've been um, impressed with in a lot of different ways. Um, just from a production standpoint, like I just feel like things were well done. Like there's beautiful sets, beautiful um, stories being told. Mm -hmm. And I hope that that continues on. I mean, there's some things I could nitpick about a bunch of things, but in general, Mm -hmm. um, I think they've upped the ante a little bit in what they might do for series. And I hope that we keep seeing that happen. Um, And even, yeah, that's, I hope for that. And then for movies, I don't know. I I, I, I have thoughts about movies. <laughs> I know what I want. I love in terms of quality. Yeah. Um, yeah. For the podcast, like just the opportunities to continue to grow and make connections. We kind of like love all the different pieces and we love kind of all the nerdy pieces too. Mm-hmm. So um, we enjoy following along with all the things that that make the movies together and continue to expand that and you know even in the music industry and all those connections that we make um we've really enjoyed that from like hallmark or any of these uh in in this space some of the things that i'm looking for enjoying some of the like changes without completely changing everything Mm -hmm. um being a little more current and a little more in 
uh, a little something different. So their biggest movie last year was uh, started out for the entire year was the Wedding Veil uh, movie. And it started out with a trilogy in, uh, in 2022, uh, which was very unique. Um, I loved actually seeing them and moving into married spaces and some of those kinds of things. Yeah. We're starting to get that a little bit. We like to see that story continue, whether it's in a series or or likes that. So I do enjoy that continuation of story. I love that three uh, wise men and a baby was uh, the three guys were, were, were yeah. featured. This was not a traditional Hallmark movie at all. And it was very well written, uh, funny and deeper. Like, so I love the little more depth that we've seen to that. Yeah. So with that said, there's been a few more movies that have had relationships past that first kiss that are actually are bringing more depth they have more backstory to them uh, or more front story as they're going forward i think that's why we liked aaron cahill's movie so much there was more emotional depth um uh, we're gonna throw out the not very surprising that we love uh my grown-up christmas list that also like followed a relationship as opposed mm -hmm. to just like getting to the kiss right. like um so i enjoyed i enjoyed that i would love to see see more of something different get staying in that realm uh um more music we're starting to see a little more music brought into these things mm -hmm. um i enjoy that too uh, yeah. Let's mix it up. Let's mix up that formula yeah. a little and bit. As more. somebody that's been married forever, I also really do enjoy when a movie is about a married couple and not just about the meet cute. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I really enjoyed um Chris Palaha's movie, Christmas movie. Oh, we wish you were married. Liked Christmas. It, but I like yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, I enjoyed that one too. Again, well, we know he can do no wrong in my eyes. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there you go. <laughs> right, we both enjoyed that movie. And I know that one got like hit or miss like one way or the other. Mm -hmm. But um I, I very much enjoyed that movie. So awesome. Well, thank you ladies so much for, for coming. Well, thanks for on. having us, Dara. Always, always. Um, can you tell people where they can find your podcast if they want yes. to watch <laughs> or listen? Mm -hmm. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, um, and that's at suspender. Nope. Suspend, nope. Julie, say it because I'm at podcast underline suspenders unbuttoned on Instagram. You can find us on YouTube, uh, suspenders unbuttoned podcast, podcast on Instagram, and uh, yep. we are also available on Spotify. Spotify. And yeah, and maybe wherever else you find podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah's our load up queen, so. Depending on how good I'm loading up. Yeah. <laughs> Always on YouTube, we uh, do all of our podcasts live. Mm -hmm. uh, so you get what you get. And it's mm -hmm. available immediately but and forever. Yep. So we're always a little forever. unbuttoned. Come join us. <laughs> that should be your Instagram bio. Unbuttoned immediately and forever. <laughs> <laughs> always and forever unbuttoned always and forever always and forever, always and forever. Yeah. Uh, yep. well ladies thank you so much and for the listeners you can find all of their links to their youtube and their podcast instagram and their their podcast uh in the show notes and so they are sarah and julie i am dara i will talk to you guys in the next episode bye my friends <laughs>